Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. Hello and welcome to this new and shiny podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Rebecca. And we're using this video and I'm still doing the happy. things. Oh, well. Um, and we're taking a little turn. This is normally the home of Human Design Weather Report and we go over the transits. But yes. we have morphed. We have changed. We are now Human Design Hot Topics. Whoop, whoop. Do you want is- to give us reasons why we've changed, Rebecca? Um, well, Probably, first of all, because of our 15 combined three lines. So we're always going to be mutating and growing. (laughs) And also because like over time, we've just kind of collected all these hot topics or we've observed people who would ask the same kind of question over and over. And so we wanted a space where we could come and just really talk about our truths of how we view human design and really get into some juicy subjects. Yeah, we're expanding. <laughs> we're expanding what we can talk about. And like literally after we would record Weather Report, we would talk about stuff and we're like, oh, this would be so good. We should talk about this on a podcast. Oh, this is great. Yes. But we didn't or, have a podcast for it. And our weather reports were starting to be more. Oh yeah. We were like, talk about the gate for like five minutes and be like, oh, get in this and we're going to talk about this. And then yes. we have to bring ourselves back. And we realized that we just needed to set ourselves free and mm-hmm. allow ourselves to talk about human design the way we want to. And mm-hmm. that is how human design hot topics was born months ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other interesting thing. This was so long ago. Like we've had cover art for it for Mm. probably six, but I don't know, a long time. And, and then now, but we always had this feeling too, which is so interesting. We're like, it's just not time yet. Mm -hmm. And we'll know when it's time. And then it just kind of flowed. And, and again, our podcast, our transit talks, I would always say that. (laughs) we just started naturally going in and so we're like oh okay yeah I think it's time now yeah and it feels like we both are like do we oh do we stop doing this one do we keep doing this one because sometimes it's hard to let go of the thing you're doing when you're having fun with it because it's like well why but we're not letting go of it it's evolving we are yes we are talking about so many more topics than the transits, which is an important topic, especially for mental projectors. And I'm glad I, that we gave ourselves the time and space to do weather report. And now mm-hmm. we are doing hot topics. And I think it's so fascinating that now like we're recording this as the sun has shifted into gate 19. So we moved out of the gate 41, which is like we talked about the starting code on it's the beginning of the year. Um, but now gate 19 is a little more energy of moving forward and I just think that's pretty yeah it's a is it a root gate or it's a Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a move it's a moving gate (laughs) so um if you're new to us in human design and if you don't have your human design chart yet go to any website that gives away for free i like mybodygraph.com and put in your birth information and get a human design chart it will look really weird 
but you'll get some information about your energy type, which we'll talk about a lot among other things. But that's kind of the starting point of, of, of your journey is to look at your chart. Um, and then you're going to probably Google some stuff, find some people on social media. And there might be a point where you're in your experiment, very new, and you're like, hey, this is really putting me into a box here. This mm-hmm. is really limiting my power. This is really telling me what to do in a way that I don't like. Because that's how human design can feel a little bit sometimes. First of all, there's five, four or five energy types. I'm not going to get into it with people. I This <laughs> this will be our first goddamn hot topic right here. I, here we go. The hot topic within a hot woo, topic. Fire spicy. <laughs> I feel personally from the man- manifesting generators that I know that there are enough differentiating things that they can be considered their own separate type with Mm -hmm. the same aura as generators. Generators and manifesting generators have the same aura. They respond to life like that's their deal. But there's to me, there are so many things that separate them that I prefer to separate them. Mm -hmm. Same. And I kind of had a a shot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I kind of had a back and forth moment because uh, I did too. I, I yeah, because it's like okay, well, I understand how in the beginning it was just the four. Like you look at some very beginning source material, and there's no manigen talk, mm-hmm. right? No. But then, like, of course, the system has mutated a bit as we learn more, as we develop more, as we get more information, and. And I see it too. When I see my peer generator people next to my manigen people, there's just a little more oomph to the manigen, I feel mm-hmm. like. Especially when I know them in person and I see yes. them in person, I'm in aura with them. I feel, I feel the manifesting generator like aura of, whoa, you're yes. a lot. Uh, well, I get so excited. <laughs> Me too. But at first it was like, what is happening? But it happens to every manifesting generator that I meet in person, whether or not they're an outgoing, loud person who's in your face anyway, because I do know manifesting generators who are like that. But I also know some that are a lot quieter, a lot more to themselves. But their aura, their energy speaks first. And it's like, whoa. Yes. And that's why I separate them. It's such a cool thing. Well, and for for me, the more I've learned about projectors, and we've talked about this, and this will be another future episode, but I feel like we should separate the projectors. And at the very least, mental projectors should be their own thing. Self-projectors should but be their own thing. But when does it start to get and too so, complicated? Well, that was part of why I was like, okay, well, I can see why we would separate the manigen. And then the other thing I think of is, well... Raw didn't even classify the types at the very beginning. Like, so if you really want to go to source material, if you want to go to the very beginning and have that argument, there was no types at all. Boom! So we started classifying them, one, because we like classifications. Like, it helps us understand, yeah. right? And and I think that was the main thing. But you can look at the energetics of the chart and figure out what somebody is based on their definition. Mm-hmm. So that's all it was in the very beginning. And so, like you said, where, where does it end? I mean, I don't know, but what's the harm? Like already we say, well, I'm a mental projector, or you would say I'm an emotional projector or a splenic projector. Like that's just Mm -hmm. part of why not just embrace it. 
it's not like it makes it that much more complicated mental projectors i think of any other type identify themselves as mental projectors i think a lot of times (laughs) the other types will just say they're a projector and we're like doctors we're like excuse me make sure you put the doctor in front exactly i went through a lot of shit to be a mental projector i need you to know the mental part (laughs) excuse me i'm mental projector I'm not just a projector. (laughs) You keep that just a projector nonsense. What I try to instill whenever I read for mental projectors, I'm like, do you get how special you are? I don't think you do. I have to tell you. (laughs) Um, Well, and I think this really sets us up for our main topic with the box situation because uh, I, I want and I wanted to say too, like what you were saying before, if you were reading some information about a certain type or whatever you are, and then you get kind of uncomfortable because you feel like it's putting you in a box. I've also seen another perspective where people can see the power of this information and they'll say, okay, well, I know that I'm a projector, a generator, whatever they are. And I resonate with that. Um, but now like these people are telling me that my life is supposed to be this way because of this label. And that's where it gets really limiting and frustrating for me. I'm like, no, stop, stop. But especially for mental projectors, because they'll say, well, I read this as a projector, like as a projector, we're meant to do this. Okay, great. You're not just a projector. Yeah. You're a mental projector. Throw that out the window. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) if we're just talking about the different types, it can sound limiting. Like when you first hear it, okay, you're a generator, you're here to work. Well, that sounds shitty. I mean, I'm a projector, right? so it sounds like crap to me. But as a human being, to be told you are the working force, you're the worker bees, you are here to work, you're the workers. Like, that's it. Yeah, there's so many generators that are like, no, thanks. Right? And this is because the term worker automatically, as soon as I say it, I see like somebody hauling big rocks or bags of dirt. It's like sweating and just like building this building for the people who are out with their plans. The projectors probably. The projectors. They're like, no, you need to go this way. Yeah. Yeah. The bossy (laughs) bitches out there going, okay, this doesn't look good. Fix it. Um, And that doesn't sound fun to anyone. I don't think so. The term work is more you're here to have the consistent energy to do life, but it is with a huge caveat that you need to be really stoked and happy and into it and like fired up as much mm-hmm. as possible in whatever selfish, quote unquote, selfish ways you need to do that because we need your fire. We need you fired up. So the work for you should be fun. Should Absolutely. Give you energy should be exciting for you. You should enjoy it as much as possible. Yes. I always really pinpoint the satisfaction keynote there as well, because that's for the defined sacral. And that's what a generator is here to do, to be satisfied in this life. Yeah. Satisfaction. And if you are satisfied at a desk working in front of a computer and you love it and you're a generator and you're super into it, then that's great. But a lot of times it's when a generator, when I read for generators who have traditional jobs, they immediately, as soon as I tell them they're here to work, they're like, well, that sounds terrible. And then I say, (laughs) but it's doing what you love, like really what you love. And then you can see their, their like wheels start to turn and they're like, huh. So this job that I don't like is not what I'm here to do. Like I have to do something else. And it's the, a lot of people fall in this trap of 
getting in a job that's secure and safe and provides mm-hmm. what you need, but you don't enjoy it. And as generators, this really just drains your battery like nobody's business. And yes, that's what leads to burnout for a generator doing a job that you're not meant to do that you that is frustrating for you that is not satisfying that you hate that will 100% lead to burnout. Mm -hmm. And you can do that for years, years, because of your sacral motor, you can just get up and keep doing it and keep burning yourself out over and over again. Yeah. But you're here to find the things that you truly enjoy doing. So the work part shouldn't be limiting like, ah, oh, crap, I have to work 90 hours a week. And, uh, uh. I mean, if you love that and you're really getting energy from doing that, then continue, but also pay attention to where in your life you get satisfaction. Just as Rebecca said, <clears throat> where do you feel that, satisfied? So um, have you ever seen that movie Encanto on the Disney channel? Is it like a Disney movie? Yeah. No. So I don't know why you would, because you don't have kids, but, <laughs> ding, ding. but some people love the Disney show because they, Disney has I a know, lot of a lot like of Star Wars stuff, but um, anyway, it was a really popular movie. And so for anybody, I just want to bring this up for anybody listening. If you do have the Disney channel, watch that movie in Kanto because Louisa, the character Louisa is classic generator classic like she's the strong one right like everybody around town is like hey louisa can you do this can you move my house can you move this can you lift the donkey she she's says like yes always... to everything yes yes she's always moving donkeys movies. and she's she yes and she she's has her whole song her entire song is like i don't know if i'm worth anything if i can't do stuff for people you know and and then by the end it's like this realization like the donkey she's been carrying around one donkey like butt headbutts her into a hammock and another one brings her a margarita and so You're she like, can chill, chill bitch. yeah carrying us around. <laughs> so Aww. i'm like that's just classic generator character arc yeah. right there yeah. like you don't have to do everything for everybody just because you have the energy for it you're going to want to, you're going to want to say yes, yes because you like love your people. Louisa. And yeah. let me say like, as a non-sacral being around a generator is like life-giving, right? Without so are you having to do anything? Like, exactly. Like all, all it is, is I'm in the, I step in your aura and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel so alive. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just got a hug and you're not mm-hmm. even touching me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can tackle anything. <laughs> Yeah. You're probably saying yes to too much. If you're a generator manifesting generator and generators together, I'm talking mm-hmm. about you together. Cause you both have sacred motors and you say yes to a lot of things. So it's, it's about with the, to me, when it comes to the generator type and the hot topic for them about breaking through the limiting beliefs is it's about getting really selfish with your time and your energy and really looking at it from a perspective of what excites me? What satisfies me? What do I want to try? What's something new that I want to try? What's something Mm -hmm. different that I want to do with my time instead of going to the same stupid book club that I said yes to, and I don't want to go like, don't go to the things that you don't have to go to. If you don't Mm -hmm. want to go to them. Yeah. I understand as adults, we have to do stuff that you don't want to do, especially adults of children. (laughs) (laughs) adults of children what the hell parents adults of children that's kind of a good way to put it though (laughs) those adults watching those kids over there you have to do a lot of shit you don't want to do and I get that 
but that's when you really focus on the time that you have for yourself and really try to get as much out of it as you can. Even if yes. the things seem silly, even if what you want to do seems like I want to color or I want to draw or I want to write this book or I want to, I don't know if to you, it seems like it's not going anywhere. There's no, what am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? You're doing it for you and only you. So yes. Nurture yourself. If you want to learn how to dance or if you want to learn how to sing, or if you want to learn something that you know is like not going to be a skill you make money with. Oh, well, who cares? You want to well, do this and- fun thing. You don't know, like the sacral is responding at a time. Mm -hmm. So the more satisfied you are, the more magnetic your aura is. Mm -hmm. So by you doing this thing that you love, that clears out your aura and that brings more people to you. And that gives you more opportunities to respond to. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be able to respond to these aligned opportunities if you're not in alignment though. So do the thing that you love. Yes. Yes. Generators do the thing that you love. So I feel like that's the biggest like limiting thing that that comes to generator both of the generator types is I'm here to work well damn yeah like what do I here to do with that like <laughs> and I could see how that would be like oh why can't I be a projector that just oh I know. anytime I read for generators I hear they're like oh is it cool to not have to work and I'm like it's a lot Everybody... more annoying than you think and we yeah. will segue to that now yeah. <laughs> if you're, and it's not just projectors, it's all non-sacral. So projectors, manifestors, reflectors, none of us are, are here to have consistent life energy, work energy. We're not here to work. And that sentence always freaks people out <laughs> because yeah. how do you survive without working? I'm already working now and I'm a non-sacral. Where did I go wrong? Like all these questions it just, it's, it sounds scary. It sounded scary to me. It's like, oh, I'm not here to work. Oh, actually it sounds, it sounds fun at first. You're like, oh, this is exciting. I'm not supposed to work. The whole (laughs) adage of three to four hours a day. That's the most your sacral can do, which no one is here to tell you how much work you can and cannot do in a day. Stop that nonsense. (laughs) So if you don't stick to three to four hours, um, you're, you're okay. As long as you're like we talked about before we started recording, managing your time and your energy so that you have breaks and you have time to uh, let out all of the energy, empty out all the energy you've been collecting throughout the day. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have a job and you're a projector, most of us have jobs. You're already doing it wrong. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Rebecca works really hard, works harder than me. She like in the traditional sense of going to a job, you you work more hours than I do. Yeah. And you like it, but I can also tell that there's times, like you said, when you wish it were different or you Mm -hmm. wish you had more control over the the situation. Yeah. Because you know that you're such a good teacher and you're such like an interesting teacher, different from the other ones that you would be such a good good refreshing thing for these kids I think so I think it frustrates you a little bit sorry if I'm telling you about yourself but <laughs> sometimes oh, I, appreciate I can tell that like you're frustrated that you can't just be what you want to be for the kids and you can't just do what you yeah. want to do for the kids you have to go through all this red tape and bureaucratic stuff first because it's yeah. public school 
The bureaucracy is dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But and then there's you a do lot these of... crazy things with the debate team where you're gone for like, what, like 10 hours in a day? I don't even, when you told me you're doing this, I was like, I don't even know how you physically do this. I could never do this. I have, I have fallen asleep during the tournament though. So great because I'm usually so like we we kind of hunker down in the cafeteria we have these tables and so then the kids will go off and do their events and they come back and they're researching and they're talking and they're eating and so sometimes when I'll um like I'll just sleep at the table I'll just set a timer for 10 minutes and I'll take a little nap this is a perfect example of finding space and time in your day to to rest if you're a projector because yeah we can't all just quit our jobs. That was the big, huge thing. When I first started to get into human design and I was getting in all the Facebook groups and I was l- reading all the comments and stuff, no one came at right out and said, quit your job. They just took these like roundabout ways to say, well, you, you know, you really want to protect your energy. And if you are, this environment doesn't sound like it's good for you and all this other stuff, that's like, quit your job. We're telling you to quit your job. And it's like, yeah. I can't do that. Like I have <laughs> bills to pay. Like I have rent. I like money is necessary. And as projectors, reflectors, and manifestors, we're not really supposed to care that much about how we get it. Well, and yeah, that's the interesting thing. Cause I, I did just quit my job a couple of years ago. I was oh, like, you scared me. I was like, did you just do it right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. The just part kind of threw it off. But uh, when I was a coach at the junior high and then, mm-hmm. and there was just too much nonsense and they kept hiring other people for full-time teacher positions instead of me. And I was like, fine, I'm done. Yeah. And I left. And so it, I was pretty early in my experiment, but part of me was just saying, you know, I'm definitely not recognized in this environment. Mm-hmm. The kids recognize me. My other coaches that I work with all day, every day, recognize me. Like they all value me, but they're not the ones in charge of hiring and they're not going to increase my paycheck, which is what I really need. Yeah, exactly. So, and the admin was ignoring me. So I'm like, this is not where I'm meant to be if I'm not being recognized. So peace out. And I quit with not that much of a plan, but it ended up, Uh, like such a three-line thing but I learned so much Mm -hmm. I learned so much in that first year of entrepreneurship actually uh, I I stayed afloat I was really surprised I just kept being myself I kept I learned a lot that that'd be a whole other thing Mm -hmm. Um, but then I did realize too that I don't do well at home by myself all day every day like as a mental projector, I didn't have anybody to soundboard with. I didn't have anybody around, you know, I, I could go to a coffee shop to like work on some of the sacral energy, but I didn't, I don't really like coffee that much. I don't want to drink coffee every day. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to spend that kind of money every day. Yeah. And I kind of miss some of the kids. Like I started thinking about some of the kids and I was wondering how they were. And I was like, well, I'll go sub and check in on them. And then also, uh, yeah, there were some other things I'm like, I'll just go. Um, so yeah, then it's kind of turned into more than that, but I mean, I, <laughs> I sometimes I'm like, maybe, maybe do just quit your job and see what you learn. I know. I know the third line wants to burn it down a lot, um, yeah. but it's just like you said, you're managing the time and let's say you can't quit your job. Let's say you learn you're a non-sacral and you're not here to work, but you can't quit your job. Yeah. Okay. 
there's a few ways to go with this. Do you want to quit your job? Is this something you really want to do? All right, well then focus on the things that you would prefer to do instead of your job. <laughs> and um, when it comes to being a non-sacral projector, reflector, manifester, the things that you enjoy, it kind of feels different. Like this, it, it's not the same as getting lit up as a generator because we don't have that motor. For projectors, usually it's, you kind of get obsessed with things. Yes. Um, I feel like manifestors are the, they're the start. They're looking for the start of things. So you might look, be wanting new experiences at this time and reflectors, you kind of just do whatever you want to do and are whoever you are. Um, but maybe get in touch with your community a little bit more and, 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 um, see what is interesting for you there. All this is to say what interests you besides the thing you have to do for money. Yeah. Start to spend more time on those things. And if you can spend less time on the other, the job, that's great. I went down to three days a week at the restaurant I work at like a couple of years ago, I was able to do that. And it's hard financially. It's scary. I pick up days every once in a while. Um, but it's an extremely exhausting job for me. The more I get into my human design experiment, the more exhausting I find it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how you do your job, honestly. Like that's, it's, I mean, I've been doing it. I've been at the same restaurant for eight and a half years. So I'm very, my fifth line is very happy with that. Mm -hmm. Not not my fifth five gate, my gate five. That's what I meant to say. My gate five loves it because it's Mm -hmm. very familiar energy. I know how to do everything. I know the answer to pretty much everything. Nothing phases me. I don't get freaked out. I don't, none of like nothing happens to me there. I make money. Sometimes I walk faster than other times, but I'm very like neutral. I used to not be, I used to be very emotional when I would wait tables and it used to be up and down. I'd be crying all the time and because I took Mm -hmm. things personally. And now like I'm at this place where I could give a shit and I'm just, (laughs) I don't care. Like I'm serving you food and drink. I'm doing the best of my job that I can but I'm not going to go above and beyond. Like I'm not going to give 110% because I'm a projector and I can't first of all. And second of all, this job does not require that of me. That's probably another reason why I'm so comfortable there. It's a very low responsibility job, very low. And we know how I feel about responsibility. Mm -hmm. I hate it. So (laughs) to be on the lowest end of this thing, where people ask you, oh, well, why don't you change this? And I don't like this on the menu. And you're just like, hey, okay, I'll bring that to the manager. It's like, no, I won't because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like it matters. Like I'm not a doctor or, you know, I don't, I'm serving you food and drink. Right. I will most likely not kill you. If, I, if you tell me your allergies, then we're good. <laughs> if you don't tell me, that's on you. Um, anyway, uh, so, but that was the thing I could do for myself was to cut my hours. It's Mm -hmm. still an extremely draining job and I'm still exhausted after the third day, even after the first day, who am I kidding? Uh, every week I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I do this, but it's the easiest way for me to make money. The fastest way for me to make money, um, and these are things that projectors try to do for themselves, make things easy, make things fast. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I kind of 
have worked with this is yes, this is an extremely tiring job. I don't like it. There's too much energy. There's too many people around me. I don't want to be here. I have to be here. So what's the shortest amount of time I can be there? And how could I focus on my other things? And I think focusing on human design and podcasts and all this other stuff has given me the attitude at work of, I'm not going to freak out. Like I'm not going to overreact to anything because there's no reason for that here. Mm -hmm. And then I just don't. And people ask me, they're like, how do you do? I'm like, well, I've been here forever. So that's the number one thing is I've been there for so long (laughs) that nothing phases me anymore. That's, that's good. So that's where I I go with that. Um, and I, I open myself up to opportunities that could ultimately take me out of the restaurant. That's the other thing is not just getting into the stuff that you like, but opening yourself up to the universe and saying, Hey, whatever opportunities you want to throw my way, I, even if I don't see them coming, or I never thought of that, like bring them on. I will deal with them as they come. And maybe it's something that will bring me out of there. Like who knows? who knows? And so I just try to be more open and more accepting that things can happen that don't make logical sense that, that I, that I haven't thought of scenarios can happen that I haven't come up with yet. And that's okay to allow those to happen and not be freaked out that I'm not prepared. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but (laughs) basically that's to say, Hey, if you are have to work at a job that you don't like and you're non-sacral there's ways to to branch out and to to experiment with other things even if you can't quit yeah or you don't want to quit maybe you don't want to quit maybe you like your job but you have this system telling you that you're not here to work yeah I mean it's just as simple as take what resonates and leave the rest like don't try to manipulate yourself to fit what somebody on Instagram said you're supposed to be based on your human design type. Yeah, you can work. You can work a lot. Um, You would probably feel better if you shoved some breaks in there, but they can really look however you want them to look. They don't have to be like in a meditation room, like, like with your shoes off, they can be in the bathroom screaming at the top of your lungs. Like (laughs) it's really whatever works. But when the I, limiting factors are not a factor anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're just taking care of yourself and nurturing your energy and making that the priority, it's huge. When I was a coach at the junior high, I literally had a feelings closet. Like I would go into one of the storage closets and just sit in the dark for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that saved me so many times. Yeah. And then eventually one of the other coaches was like, I'm going to go use your feelings closet. I'll be back. Oh, I love it. You're Sounds like, yes, you do the feeling <laughs> I know the other day we were trying to figure out, we didn't have time to go. I didn't have time for to go for a walk. The weather was being really weird. I was like, oh no, it's windy, but walks really helped me. And then mm-hmm. I had to go to Target and I was like, well, I'm just going to go, I need to go shopping. So I'm going to go to Target. And so I, I got my car and I drove the opposite way of Target because like two minutes, the opposite way is a park. And I was like, I'm just going to make myself walk. I'm not going to tell shot I'm walking. I'm not, no one's going to know. I'm just going to go for a quick walk. And it was windy. It was cold, but I had my gloves and my earmuffs and I was pretty cold, but it was like 15 minutes. And I was like, I got it. I got it. 
I'm like breathing in this wind and I'm like, this is cool. Mm. And it was great. And I didn't have to like fit it it into my day. I didn't have to like figure out, is the weather good? Am I taking the dogs? Are you coming? Am I going by myself? Like I literally locked the door when I was going to go to Target. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go for a secret walk. And I was like, oh, I was so excited. (laughs) Nobody knew about it. So maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you're like, babe, I got a bunch of errands to run. But before you start your errands, you go for a 20 minute, 15 minute walk. They won't yeah. notice yeah. if you want to tell them you can, but that way it's like, it's just for you. It's just for you. And that's kind of how I felt. And it was very nice. So I was like, mm, nice. I like um, it. Yeah. Okay. There's one more little thing I want us to kind of We've never really talked about this, but I want us to kind of ruminate on it a little bit for this episode and then we can um, call it quits. How do you feel about, well, I already know how you feel, but let's discuss the limiting factors that, that human design, some human design people can put on dating for your energy type. Hmm. It's just another one where like people try to put all these rules and I mean, do what feels good and leave the rest there. I mean, there's so many things popping in my head, yeah, so know, many things, right. Especially as a men's projector and I am a single mom. And so, but so I've been in the dating world and I'm like short circuiting. Like, okay. I don't know where do I go first. Where do I go first? I think it's great <laughs> you, to know your own design so that you can go into a dating situation aligned with yourself and authentic. I think that's where it, yes. it comes in really, really yes. handy. But I that's think it's when you one. when you look at the other person's chart and you don't know them. I think that's where it starts mm. to get a little. You're putting the cart before the horse. Go on your date. Me, yeah, just, just to know the person before you look at their design and go, oh God, he's got this and he's got this and oh, we're just not going to mix right here. And if you know, the more you know about human design, I feel like the more dangerous it can, this can be because you're looking at both charts and you're seeing, you know, where you both have the same hanging gate and not the other right. side. Or, or you like, know, this brings up the whole 59.6 channel, right? Because I get questions about that fairly often. Like, oh, I have six. Do I need to find someone with the 59 to have dating? Right? Yes. Yeah. Or somebody recently asked me, like, she's a reflector. Her husband's a mental projector. And together they make the 59.6. And she said, I'm nervous about it because another reader told me that's not good that we make that together. And I was like, well, ignore her because that's stupid. And, I, and <laughs> I was like, if they're going to make a generality. To pull out of you. was the specific part of the gates having to like you have to find somebody with your other gate or well if we make a channel this is for anyone to say that any any combination you make with another person is good or bad is incorrect that's just just too much of a generality it's annoying like stop because I mean, Janelle and I make so many channels and it's kind of cool because we'll like, exactly. Yes. (laughs) is what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, I'll move to Colorado as soon as my boys graduate, it'll be fine. So, (laughs) and, but it's fun because sometimes I'll like house and everybody will have. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's what I thought. Okay. So yes. Um, But yeah, so uh, 
but especially with that 59.6, because it is the channel meeting and it's such a magnetic channel and I have hanging gate six, you do too. So we both have that. Um, but I've noticed for me, and maybe you can speak to this experience. Like I know that I have a couple friends with the 59 and I'm like, I just love those people. I feel really drawn to those people. I have one friend, um, and most of those 59 people are my internet human design friends. Yeah. I have one friend in real life who has the whole 59, six channel. And Mm. I just love being around that person. Like I always feel so good and, and it's great. Um, but then I know like previously I had a, a acquaintance who was a human design person. We were trying to build something together and who had the hanging 59 and that like blew up that did not work. So I think there's just so many other areas to look at. If you're just going to focus on this one channel, like you were saying before, like if you're just focused on this one channel that it makes and like trying to put all the pressure on that, there's just so much more to look at. Yeah. There's so many other parts and pieces. There's probably a very obvious part of the, you and that partner that blew up. If you looked at their charts, you're like, oh, this might have contributed to that. So yeah, there's a lot more like, cause I've thought about it a lot over the years. It's been a couple of years and it's like some pieces are starting to make sense for me it's heart center I'm I'm very like I don't want to say physically attracted because this has been with men and women that I'm not like I don't think are hot I just like I you feel good like you feel nice yes like cozy it's like how people describe the spleen energy I feel it a lot more with heart energy and I don't know why but I feel very, I mean, Sean has, my husband has an, has a defined heart, um, with a 2644. Mm. So he's very attractive, but then so are you because of all your other things that we have that are like (laughs) connecting, but this is to say that it might, yeah, it's fun to know your dates, human design and to put your charts together and go, Oh, this is cool. This we have in common, but you might, I would advise, and you don't have to do anything any certain way. Even if I say so, who cares? But I would advise going so far as to say, don't find out their human design on the first date. Just have a date where you, where you talk to the person and you meet the person. And I feel like you're talking to me right now because I would very much want to look up somebody's chart. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't look up their uh, astrology stuff either. Just leave it. Just leave it for the first date. Afterwards, do what you want. If you talk about that stuff on your first date and you're like, oh my God, look at all the stuff we have in common. They like woo-woo shit too. And you like look up your stuff together. Okay, cute bonding moment. But try not to like get too deep into who are they in their chart as you're getting to know them. Because I think that really will throw you because you are giving yourself preconceived notions. Because again, that's putting things in a box. You're putting things in a box now. You're doing it not human design <laughs> yes no that's what I'm saying is by yeah, doing exactly. that and saying like oh here's this and that you're you're trying to put things into a box oh, and yeah and trying to but I think what's happening is that we as humans we really want a sense of certainty we want to know how yes. to navigate because this plane of earth especially here in America like we've made things very complicated so it would be nice to have this certain path to follow Mm -hmm. but that's not what's happening 
we're giving you, you know, human design is about self-love. It's about nurturing yourself, like start there. It's about loving yourself within and getting to know who you are. And then it's easier to love other people. And then you can yeah. observe things when they and focusing really hard on the path that you're to follow. Like in human design, that's called the incarnation cross mm-hmm. roughly, essentially like basically, <laughs> um, because there's so much more nuance that goes to all these things, but mm-hmm. That's, I got that a lot when I first started in design, people were like, what's my life's purpose? And a lot of times some human design experts would describe that like, oh, your life's purpose is your incarnation cross. This is your path. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that doesn't help. Because no, really because then this thing, yeah, your you're going to try to, and you yeah. try to do that thing. You go, oh, yes. this is who I am. I have to maneuver to this thing. When and that's not what it is. Cross finds you and smacks you in the face before you even go looking for it. So don't even try. Yes, I know. <laughs> and that's what I tell people too, because I'll get that question a lot with the incarnation cross. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you about it because <laughs> then you're going to try to do it. And, but you mm-hmm. have to align yourself first, mm-hmm. you have to align your energy. And what does it matter if I start telling you, like, you're, I remember the first time, it's actually the same person that I had a falling out with she was like just lean into your gate 47 and I was like what what <laughs> what does that even mean that makes no sense so like yeah which one is that like one of the that's my ones? conscious sun gate okay so like now I get it like now I'm like oh there's 47 okay like I kind of interact with it more but I was brand new and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't understand what you're saying so what does it matter if I tell you like, and especially for you, all four of your incarnation cross gates are in an undefined center. So if I'm like, okay, cool. Like just, you just do your gate one. You're here thing. to lead. You're here like, to lead. Yeah. You're here to lead what? from a place Let's... of, of role modeliness. Yeah. And like, I'm here to teach. And I was like, but teach. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, your incarnation cross is almost like reading your horoscope, but even more vague because this is supposed to be spe- like super specific to you. Not like, oh, I'm a Scorpio. Okay. This is supposed to be you. So when you read it, mm-hmm. you're like, what? <laughs> it's like, it tell- gives you some stuff. Like for me, essentially, I'm here to lead without leading because I, I, it's in an undefined center. I'm here to mm-hmm. lead from a place of undefined energy. Like I'm here to lead from a place of watch me go and mess this thing up and then turn around and go that way. And oops, now I'm going to go this way. And I said, I was going to do this, but now I'm going to do this. Like I'm supposed to be that guy with the camera on live streaming their whole life going, Oh, oop, did that. <laughs> oop, we'll go here. Like that's literally what my incarnation cross says. And that sounds awful. That sounds terrible. Who wants, who wants to, to, to spend their whole life bumping into shit and embarrassing themselves and saying, oh, but I have to show you all. I have to show it all to you because that's yes. my cross. I'm not going to do that, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But knowing this about myself has given me a little bit more confidence to share things that I don't think people would care about. Things that I'm fine with sharing, but I'm just like, oh, I don't think they would like this or I don't think anyone would, this would be interesting. I'm kind of putting that part so I'll still obviously keep stuff to myself and I don't have to share everything, but mm-hmm. this is a good example. I've been making videos for this new YouTube channel idea that I have called Environmentally Sound, a mental projectors experiment. I already named it. 
you know I named it. You have such good names. Isn't it a good name? I'm like, I'm going to say it on here. No one take it, but no, I'll have it on the <laughs> um, And it's just like diaries of myself talking and there's bloopers because there's pieces of it that don't work. And I'm like, I'm going to put this on my Instagram. Like I'm going to take the blooper pieces. Normally I would just delete these pieces and mm-hmm. I'm going to keep them and put them up like regularly so people can see me screwing up nice okay so and this might not matter to anyone but this can give me the confidence to do other things yeah this might somebody might see this and go oh haha hilarious like I don't know it might give somebody the confidence to do it themselves to video themselves even though they're afraid so um yeah that's all to say that I don't know where we came off with this oh incarnation cross um Mm -hmm. It's, it's when you take the little pieces of your design and try to like put your whole self in that, that spot. So I guess that what we're coming around to say is a lot of times when you think that human design is putting you in a box, it's actually you putting yourself in the box and you're not yes. allowing human design to expand you, which is what it's really here to do. Yes. So stop putting yourself in a box, people. Because like I said, if you look at, this channel I'm this channel I'm this type this is it I'm this profile that's all oh this is my incarnation cross this is my life path I have to follow this blindly here we go you're doing yourself a disservice with the system a huge disservice yeah and let's reiterate that there's over 8 billion different configurations of this chart Janelle and I are both mental projectors with just the 1156 but we are in no way the same. You can hear us talking about things differently. We have different profiles. We have different gates lit up and there's we so like much different difference. Things. Yes. We're good at different things. It's fascinating. So yeah. So if you just, and um, I actually, I've posted on my stories one day, like just had a reading with a 4-1 mental projector. It was really cool. Like that's all I said. And lo and behold, two other 4-1 mental projectors came out of nowhere. I was like the four line blows my mind and they're well, like one is, an, is a really rare profile too yes and to be a mental projector on top of that and so I got them all together so now they're like this little group of three four one mental projectors talking to each other and it's it's so fun and so but the thing is like there's so much difference within there so even if you say like oh we have the same profile and type great you can collaborate and learn from each other but by no means think that you have to be the same there's there's no such thing like you have no idea like sure okay Janelle's sun gate is one with a line three but then we have the color the tone and the base on top of that so even if somebody else comes around with the conscious sun gate of one they might not be a line three there's five other options of the line and then we have the color tone and base configuration so just stop comparing yourself to anybody yeah, yeah. If you're if you find out your type, that's the ba- the easiest place to start. Most basic place to start is your energy type, and you find out other people are the same type, and you're like, I don't resonate with them at all. Probably, probably don't. There's probably lots in your chart that makes you you, and that's why human design is so fun. Because even if you've been in your experiment for, I've been in it for almost five years. Five years in April, and there's still new stuff I'm find I'm finding out about my chart, my own chart, myself you tell me stuff and I'm like, ah, I didn't even think about it that way. (laughs) And that's, what's cool. And you don't have to be obsessed with it. Like we are, you don't have to like go as deeply into all of it as we have, 
just know that you're an individual human being. And if there's pieces that you resonate with, that's great. And if you don't, you don't. And I think we should end it with Rebecca's line. Take what you, would you say? Take what resonates and leave the rest. Yes. (laughs) That's how you should view human design and most modalities in your life that come in to help, you know, Mm -hmm. take what you want, leave what doesn't work. And you can pick up those things that didn't work for you and they can work for you later. You can exactly. down the pieces that you have if they stop working for you. You don't have to go, oh, I'm into this thing and I will only be into this thing. No, you can change your mind and decide what resonates with you at the time and what doesn't. So we hope that Hot Topics has resonated with you because <laughs> we are going to have a lot of fun doing this podcast in the future. I can already tell. Yes. But this is the premiere episode. So thank you for listening. If you have questions or if you have topics that are hot about send them to us. Yes. Comments. However you want to send them emails, messages, carrier pigeons, whatever you want to do, we'll put them on here and we'll talk about them. The hotter and the juicier, the better. We're not going to name specific people. So don't like bash specific people because we're not going to name specific people. We'll talk about raw. Yeah. Because we can. Yeah. We'll have a raw episode coming up. We'll have raw episodes for sure. (laughs) But we're not going to name any of the specific people that we might not have resonated as we were learning because, well, for me personally, I don't want to take away from anyone else's journey and I don't want to bash someone for the, the road they have taken. I'm just pointing out how certain things can be taken differently than Mm -hmm. that person might have intended. So we won't name names. We'll definitely talk some general human design shit. So yeah, but I, yeah, like Janelle saying any question you have, the juicier, the better. And if maybe you have a specific question about a creator, maybe we can just work around it. Yeah. If you, if you don't name names and you, it's a bit, but it's about somebody specifically, I'm sure we can talk about that general topic and we'll be just fine. Yeah. And if it's just a human design question that you have, we'll answer those too. Cause we have a lot yeah. of fun. So it doesn't have to be juicy. Yeah. But I mean, we would like that because then we have more hot topics. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Janelle Turner, HD, uh, Rebecca dot mental projector, right? Yep. Rebecca dot mental projector on Instagram and Tiki Taki. Um, and then we're on YouTube now. So the environment on YouTube and on Instagram, thank you guys so much. We'll talk Love to y'all. you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people. Is there something you want to hear? Let us know. Your idea might be our next episode.